Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Jake Hahn, taking a look at NHL bets and DraftKings plays for Wednesday, April 20th. Before I get into it, remember to give the show a like and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Leave a comment with your favorite NHL bet for Wednesday as well. All right, we have four games to look at with playoff implications in a couple of them, so let's get to one of those games right away. It's the Dallas Stars in Edmonton to take on the Oilers. The Oilers are currently minus 155 favorites on home ice in this game. Dallas is plus 135 on the road, and the over-under is up at six and a half for this game. The Stars are clinging to one of the wild card spots in the West and were dealt a brutal blow on Monday, losing 6-2 in Vancouver, a team that it's all of a sudden now in the mix and chasing a team like Dallas for one of those spots. Before that, they'd actually picked up points in four straight games. So they'd actually been playing fairly well for the most part recently. I generally have been playing really low scoring games as six of their last nine games have actually gone under even strength scoring has also been a huge problem for them recently as they only have three goals at five on five over their last four games. And it usually comes from that top line. I've been saying this a lot about Dallas throughout the course of the season. If it doesn't come from those top guys. It's been tough for them to get consistent scoring through lines two, three, and four. So that's been a struggle for them recently. And they're going up against one of the hottest goaltenders in the national hockey league right now, assuming he gets the call in this game, the Oilers are coming off of back to back four, nothing shutout wins over Nashville and Vegas, as they look to secure home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. And they have the inside track to do so right now, sitting second in the Pacific division, Mike Smith, like I mentioned, he's riding a classic Mike Smith heater. We've seen this before throughout the course of his long career. He's won his last six starts, including those two shutouts that I mentioned, and he's only allowed three goals total over his last five games. So he is certainly on a Mike Smith heater at the moment. And I'm just going to assume that the Oilers continue to ride with him in this game. There's a chance it would go to Miko Koskinen, but I'm going to think that they continue to ride this with Mike Smith. Leon Dreisaitl also of note, he sits four goals back of Austin Matthews in the rocket race. And with Matthews hurt, missing some time, maybe it opens up the window. Like, I, I don't know what the timetable is on Austin Matthews. He could come back for the Leafs next game, but he's missed their last couple. And, you know, Dreisaitl, he can score in bunches. So sitting four goals back, if, if there's a scenario where Matthews misses most of the rest of the season we could see that race get really interesting and I know the Oilers are going to be trying to feed Leon to see if he can catch Austin Matthews for that rocket trophy in terms of the money line I think this one is going to be a pass for me I just have never really been a, a fan of the stars all season not really a team that I back very often unless they're a home dog I can find that kind of price I think they can certainly keep this game close they can lock it down Oilers at minus 155 would be my lean if I had to go anywhere on the money line, but I'd rather take a look at the under six and a half here. I mentioned how Dallas has gone under in six of their last nine games. I think that's probably how they approach this game on the road is just try to limit McDavid, try to limit dry saddle, keep those guys off the scoreboard and see if you can get a good goaltending performance and score the extra goal. And obviously with Mike Smith riding the heater that he's on right now as well, you kind of like that. And I'm going to want to check back on Wednesday and, and make sure who the starting goaltenders are in this game. But under six and a half is where I'm looking towards for this game, at least at the moment. Next up, the other game with massive playoff implications in the Western Conference is the Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Washington Capitals. Vegas minus 130 on home ice. The Caps are plus 110 road underdogs. The over-under is up at six for this game. A rematch of the 2018 Cup Final as the Caps return to a happy place 
for them. And they come in feeling very happy already off a 3-2 win in Colorado on Monday, a place that nobody wins hockey games. They've actually won six of their last seven games. And the only loss came against Toronto last week where they just got absolutely dominated. So I'll chalk that one up to just a clunker. That was an off night for the Caps. And outside of that, they've played quite well over the last couple of weeks. With a win here, they could actually pass Pittsburgh and move into third in the Metropolitan Division, which was something a few weeks ago nobody was even thinking about. And with Pittsburgh not really playing great, Washington turning their season around, all of a sudden you could see the Caps move into that three spot and maybe face a Rangers or even a Canes if the Canes come back to the two spot. So things could get pretty interesting over these last couple of weeks in that Metropolitan Division race. They've also really found a balanced offense, which I think has been a big reason why we've seen this surge for the Caps over the last few weeks. They've scored a whopping 37 goals over their last seven games, and they're getting it from lines two and three now, whereas they weren't early in the season. It was Kuznetsov and Ovechkin, that top line, and if it wasn't coming from them, rarely coming from any Anybody else. They've also been amazing on the road this season, which could be good news for them going into the playoffs because they won't have home ice advantage in the first round. They've 24, eight and five going into this game on the road. So that's promising if you're a Caps fan and you think that they can maybe pull off an upset in the first round because they're going to need to play well on the road if they want to do so. Vegas, this is the interesting storyline here coming off a horrible loss at home to the Devils on Monday as just massive favorites after making up a lot of ground in the West playoff race as well. They've now lost two in a row and their chances are starting to look really bleak. You know, you'd start to do the math and you think maybe they have to run the table now at this point. They use their last mulligan. Let's just say that on the New Jersey Devils on Monday, a game they absolutely should have won. Uh, the chances have been there in those games for Vegas. They've actually generated 83 total shots over their last two games, but could only muster two goals. So you could say they're running into some hot goaltenders. Maybe they're just not able to finish squeezing the sticks a little bit too tight, but we've seen this from Vegas over the last four or five years, ever since they've really come into the league that when they need a big win, they seem to run into a hot goaltender. So it's becoming a consistent theme for the Knights. And it happened again with the Hamburglar stealing one on Monday against them in a big, big spot. Robin Leonard as well has not looked amazing. So I'm curious if they actually go back to Logan Thompson for this one. They went to him last week in a big spot in Calgary. He stepped up big. They won that game. So I have a feeling there were some interesting post-game comments from coach Peter DeBoer too, not exactly endorsing Robin Leonard, kind of throwing him under the bus a little bit for his performance. So I'm going to guess they go to Logan Thompson here, but we'll see what actually happens. I'm looking towards Vegas here. I'm curious where this line actually goes on Wednesday, but minus 130 for the Knights, I think is pretty fair. I don't love where they're at right now, but they probably should have won their last game. I thought that they were okay against Edmonton. They ran into a hot Mike Smith over the weekend, and we saw them play really well last week in Calgary in a tough spot. So this is desperation time for them. Like I said, they probably have to run the table at this point. And the Caps come in playing some good hockey, as mentioned, and they come to a place that they seem to enjoy, that they have good vibes with winning the Stanley Cup here and, and probably partying a little bit. So uh, like I could see you getting behind the, the caps at plus 110, but I'm going to roll with Vegas. I think they bounce back here in this game. I think they find a way to win it, stop the bleeding a little bit, and try to, to get themselves back in this Western Conference race. Next up, we've got the Colorado Avalanche in Seattle to take on the Kraken. The Avs are minus 380 favorites on the road. The Kraken are plus 310 on home ice. The over-under is up at six and a half here. The Avs actually had their nine-game win streak snapped at the hands of the Caps, like I mentioned, on Monday, and they now head west for a three-game road trip. The only thing they have left to play for at this point is the President's Trophy race with Florida. So I don't know how motivated they are to actually lock that thing down, 
Colorado is a little banged up right now at the moment as well. Devon, Devon Taves will remain out and Eric Johnson is also unlikely to play. So some big injuries on the back end for them. Sounds like Nazem Kadri is close, however, and will travel with the team on this trip. So I'm not sure if he'll be ready to go for Wednesday's game, but it sounds like he's nearing the corner, getting close to a return. The Kraken are finally playing some exciting hockey and Maddie Beneers has just given them an injection of life. Uh, they're two and one with 10 goals scored in the three games since Beneers joined the team coming up from college. And he has a point in every single game, including goals in his last two games. They're a team I almost always avoid in the prop market. I have not been backing Seattle Kraken player props, maybe some shop props. There was a, a, a McCann run early in the season where we were kind of jumping on Jared McCann a little bit. And maybe you played Jordan Everly from time to time, but the Beneers props have certainly been worth a bet. I don't know if I'll go there for this game just because the abs are a really good team. I don't know how much Seattle is going to score in this game, but tough to get off the Beneers props. The kid has been absolutely rolling and he's been fun to watch uh, making Seattle themselves actually fun to watch here. I think the abs player props is where I'm going to go for this game. I mean, minus 380, that's too steep of a price. I think Colorado should obviously win this game and bounce back, especially coming in after a loss, but I'd rather look to target some player props. I think you could target the secondary guys. Like obviously you're going to have to pay up for a McCarr or a McKinnon or a Ranton and all all of these top guys, it's going to be pricey for their props, but you can look at a Val Nachuskin, an Andre Burakovsky, even an Arturi Lekkinen. I think these guys are very viable, whether you want to play it in a goal prop, an assist prop, shots on goal prop. I think those are the three guys that I'm looking at that are sort of locked into that top six role, getting some power play time. Those are the three guys are going to be looking to uh, make, make some money on the abs on Wednesday night. Last game on the card. This one's a meaningless one, but I, I think there could be some money to be made in a game that hopefully we see some goals. Chicago is in Arizona to take on the Yotes. The Yotes are plus 135 home dogs, and Chicago comes in at minus 155 on the money line. The over-under is up at six and a half here. Chicago has lost 10 of their last 11 games, hasn't won a game in regulation since March 23rd in Anaheim. They've actually given up at least four goals in each of their last five games, and they've hit the over in all of those games as well. So the Blackhawks have been playing loose, and hey, for a team that's out of it, that's all we ask for as, as gamblers give us some overs give us some player props something to to get excited about for these matchups and Chicago's actually been doing that recently so give them some props for that Kirby Doc remains out for the for this game as his disappointing season wraps up still a young player I hope he can bounce back next year and really turn this thing around because it did not happen for him this season uh, the Yotes have actually lost seven games in a row big shocker there with uh, their last win actually coming in Chicago earlier this month. So maybe they feel good about playing the Blackhawks. They sit dead last in the NHL right now and have the inside track to get the biggest ping pong ball at the draft lottery. After this game, though, they finish with Washington, St. Louis, Minnesota, Dallas, and Nashville. So it's hard to see them winning any of those games. Maybe this is their last chance to really truly get a win here. Although the NHL is crazy. Maybe they do find a way to win one or even two of those games. They did finally score more than two goals in a game. They put up three past uh, Carolina on Monday in a loss. So that was an improvement for their offense, but there's not a team I trust to score right now. Like look at their recent results. They just get smashed in almost every single game. They did play well against Chicago the last time they played. So maybe that this is a, an actual matchup that they can go out there and get. I have no interest in the money line, even at plus 135 for the home dog. I just don't want to back Arizona. I'm done, done backing them if I ever even did throughout the course of this season. I'll wait till next year. And Chicago is a road favorite. I wouldn't bet that with anyone else's money. So the money line's a total pass for me. You could maybe sell me on the over six and a half, but I still don't trust Arizona's offense. I think the Chicago prop market is where I would go here. And you're going to have to pay up, you know, just like I said with the apps for the top players, you're going to have to pay up for the Patrick Canes and the 
the Alex DeBrinkets, but I think you can find some value on some of the secondary players. Dylan Strome plays with those two guys on the top line. I think he could be worth a look for goal props, assist prop shots on goal. Taylor Radish is a name to keep an eye on. He's actually on the first power play unit for Chicago. So I think he could score a goal in this game. There should be, should be some goals for Chicago. They should be able to score uh, at least a few in this one. So if you want to spread it around between a few players, maybe you want to look at Jonathan Taves, Dominic Kubalik as well. That's how I'm going to attack this game. No interest in the money line, but I will be looking to get in on the prop market. As for DraftKings on Wednesday, I like these smaller cards. I like these four to five game cards. I think you could really dial in on the games and get into them. The top of the board, five players at $8,000 and above on the slate. You've got McKinnon, McDavid, Ovechkin, Dreisaitl, and Makar. I'd expect the abs to be very popular against the bad Seattle Kraken team, especially coming off a loss. So I think those top players are going to factor in to a lot of lineups. As for the other games, I think we could take a look at the Stars' top line against the Oilers. I know I said before that I don't really trust them, but that's the line I really like. And I think when you're looking at pricing on Wednesday, for a top line that is, if Dallas does score, it's probably going to come from those guys in some fashion. They're all between 5'2 five, five, and 5'8K. I think that's pretty reasonable. I don't think you need to play all of them, but maybe you want to play one or two of these guys, Pavelski, Robertson, Hints. I'd be looking at that from a star's angle. I mentioned Chicago, Arizona. I think that's the game I'd be looking to stack and try to get some cheap options available in there. And when you look at the pricing of some of these guys, like it's, it is just dirt cheap. So you could feasibly go to the top and jam in a bunch of those top guys that I mentioned, and then really fill out your lineup with some greasy Yotes players or some greasy Blackhawks players. I think that's probably the way that you can play at least a couple of your lineups on Wednesday. Strom at 3.9K seems like really good value to me. I would check the Yotes line combos and power play because none of their guys are expensive whatsoever. So maybe wait to the last, as, as late as you can wait and check those Yotes line combinations. See if you could take advantage of some young players in a good spot to produce because Chicago can certainly give up a couple goals in that game. I wanted to mention Shea Theodore as well in the Vegas-Washington game at 5.1. He's been playing great lately, uh, generating a lot of offense from the back end. It's been a, a relatively subpar season for him, but he's finishing pretty strong here. So I'd look at Shea Theodore on the back end. And Colorado, same thing I said about the player prop market. I think you can translate it over to DraftKings here. The obvious abs are there, the top players, but I think Valnachuskin's worth a look at 5-2, Burakovsky at 4-2, and I really like Artur Lekkinen at 3,600. I think that's good value for a guy that's been locked into the top six, has been on the first power play unit as well. I think that's a good spot to fire him up on Wednesday. That'll be it for me today. You can find me on Twitter at jhan 4 Good luck with your bets and your lineups. I'll be back again tomorrow for Thursday's card. Mm -hmm.